Welcome to the Whiskey Topic. Jamie, we're back. We're back. We did it. We did it. Thanks it's, for sticking with us, guys. I know. I was like, it's been like two months now since our last podcast. Um, it's because Jamie got a puppy. It's my, it's my fault. Uh, Jamie got a puppy. I, did, and, I got a puppy. Um, and that just took up a lot of time. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I realized we have, I, I think, I just kind of assume that people that listen to the podcast also follow me on social media. That's not true because we have more listeners than follows and yes, on that's social true. media. Yes. Um, so um, I had, Nicole and I had a baby. We had two babies, in fact. We had twins. Um, and this is episode 100, but it's not the real episode 100. It's, no. It's numbered 100. It's numbered 100. Um, but Jamie and I haven't been able to get together to record the official episode 100. Uh, but this episode will be with uh, Beth Havers from Glenfiddich, and we're going to learn about um, about uh, Glenfiddich's new ex- ex- uh, releases. Yes. Uh, but it was sure recorded great. a little while ago. Yeah. And so you're going to hear about Tales of the Cocktail. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. You're okay. gonna hear about my life before the babies were born, and right. when I jokingly said, "Oh, once the babies are born, I probably won't have any time." <laughs> oh, there's there's no time. There's no there's time. no time. Um, twins. I gotta tell you guys, if um, <laughs> if you're if you're pregnant with twins, or if your wife is pregnant with twins, just um, go on vacations. Just just do everything you want to do because you will never have time to do anything again. Uh, I'm like eight, nine weeks into this, so things might change so in a month. So is your beard. Mark's <laughs> got a beard, like a shaved. new dad beard. It's like, whoa. It's a whole it's true. new I haven't shaved since the... Uh, <laughs> I have no time for shaving. I have no time for no, uh, n- no time. nothing. Um, so, uh, yeah, we had <laughs> and we had recorded a couple of episodes uh, previous to this kind of thing. Okay, yeah. well, we'll chop this in and uh, guess what happened? I, life. I, life happened. Life yeah. happened. <laughs> you know, I can't say that a dog is taking up as much time as those twins are. Um, but, you know, he's he's cute. He's so cute. The twins. It's got his own cute. Instagram account. Can you, he, can you tell people the Instagram account for your puppy? Because I think that's yeah, wonderful. Yeah, he's really – actually, I haven't shared a lot of pictures. I haven't shared any pictures on Bourbon Thing of him yet. I've just shared them on my personal account. But his name's Atticus, and he's really cute. And he's um, – Ganaraskin is the breed, which is a very – Ontario specific breed. It's not an official recognized breed. It's not it's like an official. There were Nicole yeah. knows everything about dogs. Yeah, I don't know how. Like she yeah. just has this. And so she's like, it's not a recognized breed, but it's no. this and this and da 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 da. And it's like this is a really great breed built by by some guy and he yes. knows the name and da da. Bernard built the breed, yeah. and so he's working on getting it recognized, which means it's a very strict process of getting this kind of dog. And we've been and Trent and I have been on the the list to get a dog like this for like eight or nine months. Wow. And so there was a litter that came up, and we got a call on Friday and we had a puppy by Sunday so it's, wow. uh, it went very quick and he's, his name's Atticus and he's on Instagram at Mr. Atticus Fetch Aww, Aww. he fetches he fetches he's Mr. learning Atticus. yeah and he doesn't wear a bow tie occasionally he does wear a bow tie I have two ties for him and mm-hmm. I bought him a Halloween costume because of course I did I know oh, I can't it's wait Superman. to see that I know it's Superman I know oh, I can't it's so sweet I know so we need to get the, the dog and the, the babies together and then we have to take a picture of them and be like sorry guys this is why we haven't been able to get together <laughs> for a podcast <laughs> right. uh, that coupled with obviously uh, traveling a little bit and Mark's been getting so when Mark hasn't been with babies he's been gigging so it's been it's been a whole thing but I think we should cheers you gotta you gotta do a little yeah do a little cheers, cheers. to episode 100 episode 100 guys thank you much for listening and um, yeah we'll take it on to Beth and I and you can you can guess you can see all the times I make assumptions about babies and um, <laughs> and laugh oh also also the the third ex- uh, series came out in Glenfiddich I was wrong I was wrong I, I, I won't spoil what I thought it was going to be because we had that the project 20 yes and we have the IPA, IPA and so I was going on this theme of 
things that I would drink and that when I was in high school uh, slash of course early university not in high school that's uh, right and and so I was guessing what the next one would be what was your guess or I haven't listened to it no, no, yet no, no, obviously I'm just gonna have to listen to the podcast, have to listen to the podcast. You know. but I was wrong I was completely you wrong you were wrong the next one is, is an ice wine cast it is finish, an ice wine finish, finish. Uh, yeah it does remind me the bottle color does remind me of things that happened to me in university okay. as far as drinking goes. Interesting. It's, it's, it's a white bottle, isn't that it's what it is? It's a white bottle, yeah. yeah. Winter Storm. White, I believe so. Oh. Or the Trop. There's a bottle that's Malibu. White. Malibu. Oh, no, Malibu. Terrible. It's like sunscreen. I. It's. It I'm smells s- like the beach. I kind of <laughs> like it. I kind of like it. Oh, I guess. I, it's been so long. I just, I just have bad experiences with, you know liquor and white bottles well um, yeah but, um, i think we've all had a little few too many malibu and pineapples <laughs> right. here and there you know yeah it happens when you were, we were of age of course of course not, of course. not before that never all right jamie well you and i are gonna have our 100th episode not yep. anytime soon because we've got number 101 102 and 103 <laughs> recorded so those will be all coming out in the next three weeks yes uh but our 100th episode will be out soon <laughs> that's right yay, yay. thanks for staying with us guys cheers, cheers. whiskey whiskey the singer's getting sore. We raise the roof now and we're lowering the floor. The band is blistering, but we got a little more. When I say one, two, you say three, four. One, two, three, four. Welcome to the Whiskey Topic. I'm Mark Bylock, and Jamie Johnson is on assignment taking care of her brand new puppy today. Um, on the podcast today, we have the number one single malt sales company in the world. Uh, and we have the representative, Beth Havers. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you very much, Mark. It's great to be back. Absolutely. Of Glenfiddich. Um, last time you were here, you were number two. And you just just short, Glenfiddich just had you guys for like a year or and a half or something in sales. They did take over, but yes, we're happy to be back in the number one position. Uh, so where you've always been. This yeah. is like, you know, this is pretty much is yeah. where you are. It's like, that's where it is. Yeah. The um, the number one, so you guys are number one. So I, I did some research on this. So 1.21 million cases have been sold of whiskey in 2016. Seems like a lot. Um, it's number one uh, in single malt scotch. Um, the number one um, scotch producer, a blended scotch, including blended scotch, is Johnny Walker. That does 17.4 million cases. Oh my so way more, yeah. 17 <laughs> times more. Uh, if you look at Jack Daniels, also a lot of cases. 12.4, 12.5 million cases. Uh, you're a lot of whiskey being made. A lot there. of whiskey. <laughs> I mean, 1.21 sounds like a big number, but you guys aren't actually like you know the production numbers wise. It's you're still a distillery yeah. that produces a, a marginal amount of whiskey compared to 17.4 million. That's crazy. <laughs> a lot of and a lot of whiskey being made, a lot of whiskey being consumed, which is a great thing. It's a great thing. I mean, because I think people have an impression that Glenfiddich just makes a, you know bazillions and bazillions, a lot, but uh, yeah. but it's it's actually not you know you, you're. Uh, well, production wise, I mean, we're producing about 14 million liters of spirit a year now. Um, that seems like a lot. Yeah. So I mean, in. And well, we have to account for the angel share and aging, but I, I mean, we're planning for the future. So we know that the sales will definitely be increasing over year over year. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's crazy when you look at numbers like that, eh? It's insane. It's really is insane. Um, and so, uh, your increased sales went up 5%. And I'm talking a lot about sales because I love seeing, uh, innovative, uh, like kind of both whiskey making and marketing side mm-hmm. of things working together. Um, and so a lot of the uh, 
what a lot of the uh, credit goes to the new, new Glenfiddich products you've been releasing of lately. Yes, yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Like, how did that start and how does that, what's the next steps going forward? So, yeah, it's been really interesting. Um, I started in this role beginning of 2012, so I'm about five and a half years in now. And, um, you know, when I started, we had our core range. We had our 12, 15, 18, 21 and then slowly we started bringing out some new whiskeys. So we had our 15-year-old Distillery Edition, 14-year-old Rich Oak, uh, our Malt Master. Um, so we saw innovation. And, and Snow Phoenix had just come out as I had started as well. So you, you knew that this uh, company and this family uh, was very innovative. And Brian Kinsman was uh, was coming up with these new creative concepts for, for whiskeys. Um, so we, we did have these interesting whiskeys being introduced into the portfolio and, um, knowing that they were always going to kind of be a limited editions. Um, so in a, I can't remember when we first started talking about the experimental series, I believe it was in 2015. Yes. Mm-hmm. 2015. We started talking about the experimental series. We, we knew that, uh, this was going to be another interesting direction that we were going to take with Glenfiddich. And um, an interesting way of, of kind of reinventing uh, the way that people think about Glenfiddich, you know, of pushing boundaries and, uh, and getting people to get excited about Glenfiddich. Uh, so the whole concept behind the experimental series was really a, a idea of collaboration between our malt master, uh, Brian Kinsman, who's the sixth malt master, sixth malt master at uh, Glenfiddich, um, and different partners. So uh, the first experiment uh, is the Glenfiddich IPA, which uh, he partnered with a brewer named Seb Jones. He's uh, based at a brewery called Speyside Brewery. So he collaborated with Seb uh, to make this, um, this particular whiskey. And he challenged Seb to, to create a beer that they used to... to um, season these oak casks with and he had to try making a few different beers before he got it right but they eventually got the exact style of ipa that they wanted to uh to use for these particular casks and and we use those casks as a finishing cask for this particular whiskey and uh i poured you a little dram there um these whiskeys are just hitting shelves now so it's is you're, you're one of the first people to try it. Uh, just released in Alberta a couple of months ago. Uh, actually, a month ago. Um, obviously, they've been available in the rest of the world. They've done really, really well. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, but yeah I'm curious to see, hear your thoughts. I, I did have, I don't want to, uh, I did have one question before I try this. Um, how much did the Snow Phoenix release feed into this? Because I feel like that was a big release for Glenfiddich. Um in, in one respect, because these bottles are now selling for $800 or more in the af- in aftermarket sales. As far as um, to get that kind of aftermarket sale in a scotch that was aged, you know, in a various, in various yeah, so, age level, but not necessarily like an old, old scotch. Uh, but that's pretty, pretty great, that, that kind of notoriety to have that kind of, you know, power yeah, in the aftermarket. I think that one is um, one of the most collectible whiskeys in the world. Probably like a, a, like in that kind of range. In that category, yeah. Um, so Snow Phoenix is, was a limited edition, right? So we always knew that we only had an infinite, like there, there, we only had a finite amount of uh, of whiskey because it was only the, 
the casts that were in that particular warehouse that was affected by that storm uh, that were going to be released to the public. Um, in Canada, it was only released in, the, in, in Ontario, uh, sold for $90. So we knew that it was kind of like a one-shot. Yeah. Um, same goes for uh, the Cask of Dreams, which came out in 2012. Still like a collectible whiskey. We re- released the Glenfiddich original as well. So those ones were kind of like, they were produced, they were sold, and then they were gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, with these, these are permanent expressions for our, li- like these are a permanent line extension. This is a generalist. Right, right. But, uh, but that idea of innovation and uh, like the creative creativity behind it, you know, you see great success with it, you know, obviously... Um, that helps them like oh wow people it helps people get excited about Glenfiddich again you know I think so I still think a question huge... all the time right yeah no I feel like that that was a big part of it because it was uh you know I mean the story's great you know warehouse gets gets taken down yeah. these were the barrels that held it up uh that left over and then you know um and then it was made with, into whiskey and it's just like yeah it's an amazing story uh and who would have thought you know Glenfiddich which you know almost everybody has in their shelves would become a collectibles oh yeah uh, that that was new i think you know that's that that concept itself um yeah the uh the ipa i can you know you can always kind of tell glenfiddich by glenfiddich because you kind of have the more sherry notes uh on the nose but uh i really really this is find a little bit more creamier than usual um and then on the palate there it's very a lot of tannins in the back like it just kind of hits you mm-hmm. and it's like a little soury and uh great kind of the cinnamon spice and all other stuff that you uh, typically get with Glenfiddich, uh, but this is uh, really, really nice. Nice the uh, IPA. I love the name. I kind of love and hate the name because it's kind of like you're you're moving into the beer. You're like, this is popular. People know what IPAs are, uh, but also you Glenfiddich. You create a great whiskey, and I think yeah. I love that that combination of uh, it's a popular name. It's a good choice, and then you're like, oh, but you made it. You know, you made a really great whiskey behind it. I think, yeah, and I think that that that's the 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 story and the whiskey goes together. You know, yeah. people are familiar with IPA. So they recognize what it is, mm-hmm. um, and the whiskey itself is really good. We are going to be able to; uh, it will attract a, a new kind of whiskey drinker as mm-hmm. well. You know, people who might not necessarily—they love their IPA or their their craft beers. So I think it will get a new new whiskey drinker into the category, which. We welcome everyone, you know. Yeah, I, I, I and I love the uh, evolution of Glenfiddich because I mean the twelve is is your traditional kind of smooth whiskey. It's very it's very nice and it's very polite and it's very smooth and it's very tasty. Like you know we, we've talked about this podcast mm-hmm. all the time. You you don't quite appreciate how good the twelve is until you have it again years later because yeah. it just kind of sits on your shelf half the time. Because like it's a twelve. This is where I started life, yeah. right? Um, but I do love the evolution with like the fourteen. Uh, the with the fine oak, I guess. Uh, the rich oak, yeah. rich oak. Um, the kind of the wo- the wood spice, the oak spice, kind of comes in a little bit through. This is super spicy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a lot of that peppery lot spice. Of spice. Uh, and it's really kind of the the more modern whiskey drinker is used to that that level. So they they want that that spice level. I'm also getting something on the side here that I can't quite identify yet. It's um some sort of different flavor. I can't quite get it, but I like it. I like it. It's really nice. Very very cool. Yeah, it's got that nice kind. Of, like there's a slight hint. Um, hint of like citrus there. Mm-hmm. The hops are are very subtle. Yeah. But you do get a, a little hint of that hoppy hoppiness. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what it is, right? Yeah. The the it is very subtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, yeah. Um, that's right because the so beer went in the barrels. You poured the beer out. 
you put the whiskey in four months for four months yeah. so it kind of absorbs a little bit of that mm-hmm. uh, uh do you know how wet the barrels were with beer when the whiskey was poured in is that something that's uh they were american oak bar- barrels, barrels first, yeah and then the the beer went in um and i believe the beer was in for about four months or something. yeah yeah and it was the it dried after do you know if it's uh, kind of that part of the process i don't think so okay boom and then whiskey yeah. and then four months mm-hmm. and you got yours oh, that's awesome um and the new look of glenfiddich is is really beautiful yeah eh? yeah it's uh, it's very like it's almost almost funny because it's the opposite of an ipa beer <laughs> it's it's got a kind of classy uh, classy appearance it's yeah it, it's very classic i like the darker um bottles um i love the color they've really really changed the packaging for this one like the the project 20 i think is just like totally different yeah yeah Uh, something that will really really stand out but uh, yeah drastically look on our packaging the project 20 um is when well last time you were on the podcast was just after you came back from scotland yeah um and this is same again i think you may have hinted at project 20 the last time yeah potentially because you you, all the brand ambassadors at the time Mm -hmm. picked their favorite casks and then they were married together we don't want to say blend married together (laughs) um and it's not going to joke on the podcast but they were married together to to create uh an expression of glenfiddich yes so yeah Basically, at the time, and so it was 2015 that we were all there. There was 20, 20 of us. Now mm-hmm. there's 24 of us, um, but all 20 of us kind of were let loose in uh, a warehouse at Glenfiddich, warehouse number two, um, and said, "You know what? Pick any cast that you want." So you know, you're you're faced with a myriad <laughs> of casks and a whole warehouse. What if it's like in the middle of a row? Yeah, you could just go through yep just go at it oh because that's the one that's kind of like loose everywhere i guess yeah, right it's it's it, like it, it's uh but people were like climbing on rafters of course and jumping over that would be me place. yep yep mm-hmm. i see it i was in high heel shoes so that wasn't <laughs> me but um so there the end result was um 17 bourbon barrels Mm-hmm. two sherry casks and one port pipe so when i went into the warehouse you don't see port pipes very often um at glenfiddich yeah. balvany more common because obviously we have a 21 year old um but glenfiddich it's a very rare sighting so i put my initials on a port pipe mm-hmm. so um then when we were tasting the whiskey because obviously so we, we we selected a few and then we mm-hmm. got to pick the favorite of the few okay so when I tried this port uh, aged whiskey, it was absolutely phenomenal. It tasted like I, the thing that I said automatically right off the bat, I'm like, this tastes like Christmas. Like it tastes like my mom's apple pie. It's got like spice. It was delicious. Um, so yeah, I, I put in the one port pipe. I went into the, the whiskey. An excellent addition. I feel like I can taste the port pipe in there. That's uh, no, no. I mean, that's amazing. That's uh, oh, well, thank you. and also on on trend too. I mean, the 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 port finishes especially, but but port in general. If, you know, we, uh, casks are very popular right now. You were you on trend last year <laughs> or two years ago, I guess. I always think it's so funny. I'm like that that port pipe. If it sticks out, that, that's all me. But it's it's, all you. It, it 
it does come together really, really nicely. And, you know, a lot of the, the bourbon casks, they were slight, selected, I think, because they do really um, reflect Glenfiddich's style of whiskey really nicely. Mm-hmm. And, um, yes, it was just really... It's funny when when Brian was vatting them together, just like in our little meeting room, like <laughs> basically putting them all together, and he's just like, "I would have never come up with this whiskey myself," you know? Yeah, so it's yeah. So great that we were able to collaborate together to to come up with something that would never have thought, been thought of otherwise. So, so Brian Kinsley, the master blender of Glenfiddich. <laughs> And Granson's son, I guess, the overall. Yeah, Brian Kinsman now does all spe- So basically, um, he does Glenfiddich, Grants, Gibson's Finest as mm-hmm. well. Um, but he pretty much sees like a spirit, all spirits. So Hendrix. So, so he, he let you guys just come in and be like, here, you, yeah, you pick out the you barrels. Do it. Yeah. But did he be like, well, maybe this one we'll do a little less of, and maybe this one no. we'll do a little. Really? It's just like all equal parts. Really? So, yeah. Surprised. I'm really surprised. <laughs> makes his job seem so easy. I just pick big cast. It's fine. It's fine. Just pour them together. It's fine. It's a good. He's just like, okay. Okay. Yeah. It was so cool. And like, whenever you get a chance to hang out with Brian, yeah. he's just the sweetest, um, kindest man in the world. So you're, and so cool. So you're just like, you're letting us do this? Really? <laughs> just like, yeah, go to it. Surprised he didn't have you guys turn around at one point, like, just pouring yeah. in a little bit more of this. Like, this will make it better. Just this barrel here. <laughs> don't really know yeah no he he trusted us for this so who knows what's coming out next but actually i do know what's coming out next that's right because this is a whole series every this is a series every once in a while there's gonna be something new released yeah so this is number one and number two number three actually is not far behind so number three is going to be coming pretty soon uh october november well so project 20 though this is the one-time release and then it's gone no so this is going to be uh this is we're talking about Ontario right now, mm-hmm. oh, but IPA is available right now. Yeah. That's Ontario, ongoing. Alberta. Yeah. And it will be and in the U S as well. All, yeah. All over the U S yeah. it will be available all year round. Project 20 currently available. It's a smaller release, yeah. but it will be an ongoing release as well. Okay. So, so Brian's going to keep re yeah. keeping the Re-create, honest the, yeah. uh, profile with, with new barrels. Yeah. Of whiskey, just keeping that taste profile. Oh, that's really interesting. That is really fascinating. He's going to keep on going with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one, too, we kept it um, at 47%, mm-hmm. so higher um, ABV. You know, most Glenfiddichs are bottled between 40 and 43, so we obviously, in the, within the group of ambassadors, wanted something that was a little bit higher in alcohol. So Not a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> kept it uh, a, a little bit higher, but... Uh, it's a beautiful whiskey. Yeah, and I would say this is a little less Glenfiddich-like um, uh, from the perspective. It doesn't hit you so much on the front with sherry notes, but kind of the sweetness comes more towards yeah. the middle and the back. The oak spice is tempered, but um, but it's more the sp- the cinnamon spice kind of hits you really nicely. Um, yeah, it's it's slightly different formed. Uh, similar flavors, just but different construction of flavors, which I, I, I love about that. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it's so funny because I haven't had it a chance to try these that often mm-hmm. so every sip is new to me <laughs> yeah you get, so, gotta yeah. get to know the whiskey right it, it takes a little while really, it will it, it, and i'm so familiar with all of our other products that i'm like wow this is so exciting <laughs> well i'm excited because i love um a, a lot of the um 
the ranges that you have, like the Distillers Editions and the Masters, um, the the Solaris, and it's nice to see that uh, innovative uh, part of Glenfiddich coming out in different brands, and 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 I guess and obviously this it's working. Like mm-hmm. the sales have increased. Uh, you're getting people interested in other types of whiskeys uh, within the Glenfiddich portfolio. Uh, it's really really wonderful to see. And so next release, can you give us a hint what's coming out next in uh, so, October? Um, yeah, if you, I should mention while you say I like the Distillers Edition, the Malt Master, the 14 year old. Those things are they are limited editions, so they are. Going away. Yeah, they they're being phased out. I'm, yeah, I'm very they, sad by that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm happy to hear the you know these yeah, are not these necessarily are, replacements. These but are being re- uh, yeah they yeah. are going to fill those shelf spaces. Yeah. So number three, I cannot say anything about it at this point in time, but I'm not far off being able to. Okay. So okay. Um, I can uh, say that it will be coming out in Canada mm-hmm. and it will be available as of like October, November experiment number three, but and hasn't been released anywhere else nope. yet. Obviously it's just, uh, it's still nope. a secret. No, nope. right. but it will be very interesting. It will be fun and yeah. you'll like it. There you go. Well, I mean, let's see, <laughs> let me take a few guesses. I wish Jamie was here so we can do some, some brainstorming here. Cause you've got an IPA, you've got a double X, which is project 20. Um, so you're not going to do a triple X. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is just an Ontario joke, but Ontario, we had uh, a beer war in the in the 90s where they had like the extra ice. Oh, yeah. And then that was like the very boozy beer. That was 6%. I remember that. And then Molson came out with the triple X, which is like 8%. 8%. Like it was just like all the bros were like, yeah, give me the triple X ice. Um <laughs> Unrelated. I do remember that. I do. Uh, so, so this is a, to me, it's a very beer focus. So, I'm gonna go with uh, the next one's gonna be called. It can't be called a sour mash because that's too close to. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go with a Glenfiddich. Oh, what's the play on sour? I'm gonna go with Glenfiddich sour. I think that's gonna be that's gonna be it. That's the Glenfiddich be it. sour. Well, Not gonna say mash, but I'm gonna go with sour. That's that's my guess. You're gonna see. <laughs> Honestly, like I think the press release is like very close to being released. So brand ambassadors, you can't can't get them drunk enough to to reveal anything. uh, It's just I've been working on it, like and like we we have all known about it for so many. It's crazy that I have not. I don't don't even tell my friends about it. No, it makes sense. It's just like it's like Apple. You wanna you gotta have to you have to keep it in in the vault. It's gotta be in the vault. Um, No, that's really great. I think that's a wonderful line. Uh, What's um, how have you been uh, since the last year? We've we've talked like you've you've done. Your second trip to Scotland. Any highlights from uh, uh, from the trip to Scotland the of last, last time? Trip, yeah, that that one was actually really really fun. Uh, so our team now we are the largest team of brand ambassadors for William Grant and Sons, and I think William Grant and Sons has the largest team of brand ambassadors in the world. There's over 100 brand ambassadors. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, we um, we did a lot of very fun things. Uh, we climbed a mountain. That sounds fun, <laughs> I think. I mean, I don't know. We went skeet shooting. Uh, we uh, did some archery. I was the best archer. Ar- archer. Really? <laughs> I had no idea. Ah, uh, love that. But all combined with some really great learnings. We had um, Dennis McBain join us again, yeah. uh, who is just a legend. Ian Miller came back. Ah, uh, Ian. I know. Just a lovely, lovely gen- gem. Um Andy Fairgrave was with us, uh, and um, our new global brand ambassador, Strune. Have you met Strune? No, I don't think I have. No, no, no. Oh, you got him. Yeah. He's awesome. So we, it was a, a great few days of um, collaboration across the world, of hearing everyone's great ideas, what they've got going on in their markets. But yeah, just a really, it, it flies by. 
Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a week, and then you're like, where did that whole week go? Uh, but yeah, just uh, it's really interesting to, because we have these new products, hearing what people are just doing with them. So giving us a lot of good ideas as to how we launch them because we're about to. Yeah, yeah. It's um, how is Glenfiddich different around the world, um, or is it different around the world? It's really interesting because, like you know, here we have such an established market. So we're men- I was mentioning before the pro- pro- podcast. So. Our little population in Canada, we are the fifth largest market for mm. lymphatic in the world. It's amazing. It's crazy. It's amazing. <laughs> like the, I'm like, how? Um, that's, but that's, we're, yes. we're very established. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we started our um, lymphatic has a really sh- strong relationship with Canada because uh, we were w- one of the first countries that uh, William Grant started exporting to back in 2005 um, into Churchill, Nana. Manitoba through the Hudson Bay Company. So we've been we've been here for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, sorry, what year was that? That was two thousand. Oh, sorry, two thousand five. I thought that's what you said. I was like, oh. In two thousand and five, just yes. um, just twelve years ago. <laughs> just really? then, I'm really good. Oh. Um, no, nineteen oh five. Nineteen oh five. Yeah, nineteen oh five. Yeah, through Churchill, Manitoba. So, um, so yeah, I guess over the past hundred plus years we've really grown a strong reputation here and that's because we've been and and we've become a really developed market so people like whiskey here whereas Mm -hmm. in some other countries not that they don't like um single malts but they like i don't think they're as like blends are definitely more consumed Mm -hmm. so it's 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 really interesting to see what they're doing to to get people into single malts versus and how yeah. single malts are consumed versus how single malts are consumed here. You know, we're neat, whereas a lot of places they're mixing them because of just like because of temperatures that they're. Li- I'm like, oh, well, you know, we're cold versus where. Sure, yeah. If it's really warm we or cold, them at yeah. Home, other people are consuming them at bars. A lot of people go out more often than we we do. So it's really interesting to see like just culturally how different. Yeah, I, I can see that because I mean, even um, I, I was surprised when I was looking at the numbers. Um, uh, Grant's uh, blended or family reserve—that's um, the number three selling yeah. blended scotch in the world. But I, I would say it's not as present in Ontario. Like the the presence in Ontario isn't as big. Just just going based on the numbers, because I mean, you figure you think, but it it actually is quite big. But you just don't—it's just not as you just don't see it as much. Interesting. But interesting. But it's also it's. It's home consumption based for first, or sorry, versus bar consumption as well yeah. too, right? But we are a big like, like a lot of people go to bars, but a lot of people do drink at home as well. Yeah, um, and it varies a lot based on season. Huh. That's really interesting. I that's so so. I mean, in, in perspective, so Grant sells four times as much as as Glenfiddich. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's it's huge it's it's huge and on, honestly it's um you know i was actually uh surprised it was ahead of shivas which was to me you know i had no idea yeah i mean it's close it's like a hundred thousand cases or something but it's it's really close um it's always yeah when yeah I, when we talk about grants i'm always just like i like yeah it does really well and it's a great it's a great blend um what can our american consumers purchase that we can't buy in ontario right now 
So that's uh, it's something that we're going to be getting. Uh-huh. Uh, so we have they have the 14-year-old bourbon barrel reserve. So it's something that came out as a U.S. exclusive, actually, um, maybe about a year, year and a half ago. They, they, they created it specifically for the U.S. Mm-hmm. So we've had this 14-year-old rich oak mm-hmm. um, probably since 2013. I think that's when we launched it here. And it was available in quite a number of countries across the world. But it's done really well for us here in Canada. People yeah, love it. That's great. Yeah, um, it's a great price point. Uh, you know, in and around that seventy dollar price point, um, and then they just like globally, they're like, we're not going to create it anymore. The U.S. created their own 14, 14 year old. We were like, oh no, <laughs> you know, right. like, what are we going to do? So we we were we spoke with the U.S. and said, you know what, can we make it a a North American thing? Yeah. So eventually, yeah, uh, they agreed that it will become a North American thing, but it won't be until probably early 2018 that you'll start seeing it. But it's a beautiful, another beautiful whiskey, similar, similar. to the rich oak, right? Similar. Yeah. So the the difference being both whiskeys are aged in bourbon barrels first, so they spend the first 14 years of their life in bourbon barrels the finishing of rich oak is um in virgin european virgin american oak that doesn't happen with the the 14 year old um bourbon barrel but um i'm not entirely sure of what i, I think there's a finishing um, we don't we don't have it yet yeah so. fair enough <laughs> it's a product I have, US. yeah, I, ha- yeah. I, have, I have to learn a little bit more about it but um but yeah i think um I think it's at 43 percent um and yeah we're going to be bringing that in early 2018 so we're losing the rich oak we are losing the rich oak mm. so but like gaining daylight, it's like daylight savings all over again remember yeah. when, when when bush decided to change daylight savings it's and, so weird and canada for some reason <laughs> he moved it by four to by like he's like i'm care about the environment i'm going to change the time zone I'm like, all right that doesn't make any sense Maybe some science proved it, but then Canada just copied the U.S. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? Mm-hmm. We we shouldn't copy the U.S. We should have had stuck to our three weeks of an hour difference. I know in time. it's so weird. It's so weird. I'm like, what's Canada going to do when the U.S. changes their time zone? Because we're so dependent. I mean, we we just went, went right. We're just along. like we're like whatever. We're just going to do what you're doing. This is this yeah, is fine. That was, that was really strange. I that was really strange. <laughs> Like, like why why and then why are we copying this oh well okay why i know why we're copying this, this. <laughs> i'm so confused <laughs> i really like the rich oak I'm, I'm sure i'll I, I think i've had the the bourbon barrel release but i feel like i've had a few drinks before i tasted it so eh, i don't remember much i you know about what? the flavor I, I i tasted it for the first time actually my it was a brand ambassador conference in 2015 and i think i try it I've tried it maybe two or three times since, but because mm-hmm. we don't have it yeah. yet, I haven't, uh, and it really was back and forth as to whether or not we were going to be getting it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have to, now that it's been confirmed, I will, when we get it, I'll bring it on to the show. We'll try awesome. it. Awesome. Awesome. We can do side and by it'll side. it be really interesting. Like it will be a good one on, on its own. Great with cocktails as mm-hmm. well. And, um, I think that that's the fun thing that we can start playing with with these with these whiskeys as well as that one and and even our twelve year old like we're starting to talk about like you know making whiskey based cocktails with twelve because it, that that pear note really pairs well with that pear note pairs well. <laughs> <laughs> with uh with some. 
classic cocktails. Yeah, because you, you, you're doing, uh, like, globally, Glenfiddich is pairing up more with, with the bartender community and doing contests. Yeah, they're doing and con- they, they do Very similar con- to, to what other brands are doing in that kind of cocktail scene. Uh, that's interesting. I mean, it is interesting because it, it's not a cheap cocktail mix. I mean, you look at, mm-hmm. like, compared to using a bourbon or a rye in that sub-$40 market, um, it does make it a more expensive cocktail. But there, there is a market for it. I, I was really surprised. I, we, we, were, uh, we were chatting with... Um, uh, especially like hotel bars in, in Toronto and, and people order really expensive. Like this is not a world I exist in, but they're like, yeah, I'll have the Glenfiddich 21 Manhattan Rob Roy. And then, and the bartender's like, all right. And then, but why not? It, I'm sure it makes it delicious. I know the, the 15 makes a delicious Manhattan, uh, Rob Roy. I keep saying, it yeah, right. uh, makes a delicious Rob Roy. Uh, why, you know, if you, if that's not a lot of money to you, why not have it? Why with, not? Why not do it? Yeah. And I think like, I think that there is, at like up to 15 year old maybe yeah like 21 i'd be like oh, that's a lot of money that's a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> no the bill was insane i it was like 500 dollars of manhattan or something i can't but, remember yeah, but, but I, I, yeah. I mean i'm sure there's people who do the 12 year old is still in and around that price that like you can do that with like i i'm really big right now with the summer and and just the classic whiskey highball like yeah yeah oh my god it's my go-to it's so refreshing just like an ounce of glenfiddich soda water lemon perfect easy a lot of ice drink it quick you're good (laughs) so like like on days like today when that humidity is in the air just like ah on a patio perfect um but uh but yeah, it, 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 I mean, they can get expensive, but, but a lot of people like, like, like they're, they have the money. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's and, fair. They, but at yeah. least with the 12 year old and like the 14 year old, but yeah, we, we start getting up there with like our 18 year old and yeah, it can get a little, get price a little pricey, price prohibitive. Well, the, the IPA might make a very good hype ball. I'm kind of curious on that because it's a little, a little heavier. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and this one actually, the IPA, the the serve that they're suggesting it, it actually goes really well is um with orange, so on ice mm-hmm. with just uh how they served it on our first global conference was with a, a blood orange segment. Mm-hmm. Um, not blood oranges can sometimes be a little bit difficult to source, but like even just with a slice of orange, mm-hmm. so nice, just yeah. helps bring out those citrus notes. Nice. Love it. Nice, nice. But that's the thing with these whiskeys. It's kind of like challenging the way, like, don't drink it like you usually drink your whiskey. Mm-hmm. Try, have fun, play with it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, try it different ways. Yeah. Um, in your job day to day, you do a ton of whiskey tastings day to day. What is, has the audience changed for you in that Glenfiddich? Because I know whiskey drinking in general, the audience is changing a lot. Um, the people that come to your whiskey tastings specifically for Glenfiddich, has it, has it been changing? It's been getting, same as everywhere else, it's been getting a younger audience. Been, yeah. yeah. We're yeah. getting a lot more, uh, the, the demographic is getting younger, which yeah. is great to see. Um, and I think, that's the the really fun thing is that people are just willing to try more yeah now i think that they're like okay um you know i i want to taste fun things and yeah flavor is just becoming a lot more popular right so they want to they want to taste and try and um just have have fun so yeah I, we are seeing a lot younger demographic for sure it's so funny I, I manage all of our social media too um mm-hmm. so seeing like the types of 
people who are interacting with the post and the age is really going down yeah yeah so whereas before you know like i'm like oh that's great it's seeing them like 25 year olds interacting and i'm like Good. good. It's <laughs> nice to see. It's good to see. Yeah. Um, my one complaint about Glenfiddich is um, now when you go to the website, it asks you for your month of birth, your date of birth, yeah. your year of birth, okay. your country, yep. and now it asks for your province. Your province too. Pro- is, is there somebody we can talk to about this? Okay. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. I don't. It's managed by a third party, so yes, I will. The reason why I will tell you why is because different products are, are available in different provinces. Oh, so that's more of a marketing question, not so a necessarily age restrictive question. No, so they're tailoring the product website. to what your what's available in your product province. Uh, so they're helping you. Oh, I guess <laughs> they're not. Oh, but, all right, but all you right. know what? I'm, I'm finding that with quite a few, um, quite a few sites as well. That I'm yeah. like, really, really. I know this is not just unique to Glenfiddich. But, uh, yeah, it, but I will talk to somebody and say, "Can we make this a little bit easier?" You've got my IP address. You know where I'm coming from. Like it's one of those <laughs> things. Like there's technology here that my IP address is tied to a province. Yes. You can figure this out. I will. I will ask. If I'm using a VPN to get to your website, I'm going to lie about the. Well, I, I, <laughs> as Jamie says, Jamie's actually honest about the birthday. I never am. I just. I don't understand. Is I. I'm never like I'm just gonna like I'm always born on January first. And I scroll down the wheel to whatever happens to stop. What, what every year? Whatever year. It's usually in the 70s or 80s because it scrolls. I'm like, oh, good. Yeah, 83. Great time to be born. 92. Great time to be born. 92 might still be. No, no, that's still good. Yeah, you're I good. Can't, uh, 67. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Just a year. Which I kind of, I've always wanted to ask the question of somebody that does the social media part or does the website. Like, how many people are born on January 1st? And have you ever released those statistics? Because I feel like that would be. That'd be really interesting to find out. I'd be like half the world is born on January, January 1st, 1st, if not more. So like we should really start just. Ask, start start asking for birth year as opposed to birth date, right? I feel like this is the difference between lawyers and like a, a computer programmer would just program it and be like, so you were born on whatever the shift year is when you're like 19 or 21, whatever the legal drinking is. You'd be like, oh, if you're born on this year, well, you're you're over the 21. Yeah. We don't need to know the month and date. It's, yeah, because yeah, it's so convenient. You're like one, one. Whatever year. Yeah. I you're not it. breaking any laws. And Jamie no. thinks, Jamie definitely thinks you're breaking, breaking a law. Breaking law. Jamie thinks like, well, you got to put your birthday. It's with asks. <laughs> There's a website oh, I Jamie. had. I know, oh, Jamie. I love her. <laughs> There's one website that has scroll wheel where you just kind of scroll your age. <laughs> Which was wonderful. I think, I, was, I think I was like 105 on that website. I'm just like That's scrolled. The best. I'm like, I'm 105. That's amazing. Good for me. I'm 97. <laughs> I'm looking good. Oh no, it's it's uh it's one of the um I just feel you know if if any company's gonna make a change in this would be Glenfiddich. You guys are market leader. Uh, I we think can see what we can do. I think I think this is kind of something you know make it a little more fun so that I'm not having to do five different things to do product research. It's just it's just too much. Mm-hmm. It's too much. It's just you know. I hear you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's more of a me problem because I go to websites all the all time, time like, right? Oh. Isn't there something I can just auto remember? <laughs> right, well, and then they're like, if you insert a cookie, we'll remember. I'm like, how long do you remember? Not long enough. Yeah, oh. I never get that cookie thing. Yeah, I don't even understand like, that. I got no cookies. <laughs> There's no cookies here. <laughs> Why are you asking for cookies? Now you want cookies from Ontario? What the hell? <laughs> 
Oh man. Um, so what else can we talk about? What's um, so you've been doing great. Uh, Glenn has been doing awesome. Uh, clearly you've been doing great in your position. Cause I mean like, that's amazing. All other scotch brands are generally going down. Your, uh, your sales have been increasing. Um, we're good. Uh, you're going to be a tales of the cocktail for the first time next week. This yep. podcast will be released after Afterwards. that. However, uh, a little anxious about tales of the cocktail. You're going to be, I think I'm going to be okay. It's yeah, planned. It's planned. I gotta put it all together in a pretty little spreadsheet. You now, do, but it is it is planned. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're just excited to get down there, bringing a, a team of, of our salespeople and a couple, a couple people down. So it should be should be good. There's our, our our team of U.S. ambassadors are down there. William Grant has a really great presence, so it'll mm-hmm. be good to it'll be like a little family reunion. Yeah, I'm just gonna try and, and keep hydrated and cool and calm and collected <laughs> and I not rained on i think one of those things two of those things are definitely not, not possible now the cool not rained on no that's not, not gonna, gonna happen. happen no i just uh yeah it it, it will be, like honestly i've been in this role for a long time and every year it comes up and i'm like i'm gonna go and then something comes up yeah, yeah. Well, you, you tell me you've given me some great recommendations uh it sounds like you had an amazing time do you think you're gonna um uh, miss it this year i am i'm gonna be missing it this year um i think i'll probably mention this on the podcast before this but yeah yeah i'm having a baby and yes. two babies in fact and i'm doing a lot of work with that whole carrying the child right now no uh nicole my beautiful lovely intelligent wife is having a uh, uh, uh we're having twins and uh they're due couldn't be more exciting uh, around tales of the cocktail which is funny because we were there towards the end of our honeymoon at tales of the cocktail last year um, so now they're due about that week or the week after it's twins. So you, you never really know they're, they're kind of in the, up in the air. Uh, so yes, I'll be missing tales of the cocktail for very good reasons this year, but I hope to be back next year and, and I might actually get more sleep being at tales of the cocktail than I will for the next year is how I see it. <laughs> Cause even though I only slept for like a few hours every day, I feel like I'm going to get less sleep with, with two, oh, two yes, girls. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Two, that is so exciting. Such an exciting time in your life. But, uh, but yeah, it will, it will be there next year. Maybe you could bring the whole family down. Could you imagine? No. <laughs> Too early. Too early for the girls. Uh, later on in life. Uh, no, but that's uh, it's, it's it is a wonderful event, Tales oh. Cocktail. I'm sad to miss it, but uh, I'll I'll be I'll be plenty busy. I will be oh, I will sure. be doing okay. We'll be thinking of you for sure. Um, and uh, and we'll send you little Insta stories and. I love seeing. I love seeing people. Actually, I love Insta stories a lot. It's a lot good way to see what people are doing and kind of get in there with what they're doing. But um, my only recommendation is go to sleep at three a.m. I'll go to sleep before then. Three a.m. is a good time. Three three a.m. is a good time. time. That's like that's like midnight in Canada by Ontario time. It's like it's a good time to go to sleep. Jamie, that's Jamie and I will be like okay. Oh yeah, you and Jamie together are yeah. gonna be in pajamas by by who knows when, as early as possible. <laughs> no, we're we always have fun, so it's uh, but she'll be a good a good wing wing person to have. I wish she was she was staying down longer, but uh, yeah, but yeah, it will be. I, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, it's slash scared, but it's excited. Scared. It's, scared. <laughs> it's chaos. It's if you're an organized person that likes things organized, it's a terrible event to go to. Um, <laughs> But in all honesty, um, you know, well, it, it's 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 just chaos. It's mad chaos, and uh, people are having a good time everywhere. And that's what we like to see. Yeah. And and Grant, your company throws amazing parties. Yeah. Uh, so you can't go wrong. You're going to be at the best parties 
at the at the event, with the exception of the Diageo party. I got I got I got to call Diageo. Also they do does a job. great. They do a great job. I can imagine. Um, Grants does a great job with their parties. It looks like they all do. Like yeah. honestly, all of these um these flyers that are coming out and everything. like I'm like this sounds crazy. Like the amount of work that goes into it. So. Once I know this podcast is going on in two weeks, so congr- congratulations to everyone who did a wonderful job at Tales of the Cocktail because I can't imagine the amount of work that goes into it. Right. I mean, you and I have organized events in the past. Oh, God. And it's to imagine an event that, that on, big. On like, I, I couldn't even imagine. Like, that's way to go. Like, yeah. on, that's And I can't wait, wait to attend them. And they're all like, and that's a great thing about this community of, um, of, people in beverage alcohol is it is a truly that you know like we're all going to each other's events going mm-hmm. there to support and, and yeah it's uh it's nice to be able to to go down and speak to fellow bartenders fellow ambassadors fellow people who are working within this wonderful industry that we get to be a part of and yeah. uh and just enjoy each other's time in a happy wonderful place like new orleans for many people ah. we bring happiness yes, right exactly exactly so. so i'm excited to to see a lot of familiar faces and friends and some people that I haven't had a chance to see or spend time with in a long time. So it's wonderful. It'll be, it'll be fun. I'm sad that you're not going to be there, but it's totally understandable. I'm excited to meet two cute little babies. Yeah. Next time you'll be on the show, there'll be two little babies. They'll be crying in the background the whole time. I'll be holding them. I'll be like, here you go. Here you go. We're reading the podcast, the whiskey topic and babies crying. (laughs) It's already the whiskey topic and like dogs walking in the background. Um, So this will be like, you remember the occasional pitter patter? Now it's just going to be babies crying this time i know it's because jamie's not here jamie gets them riled up she doesn't even try she just shows up and they get riled up it's it's really funny i've been sleeping she's got her own little puppy to take care of now <laughs> it's true it's true well beth thank you so much for coming on thank you and uh the next time i'll be back with uh experiment number, number three. three yes um where can people find you on the social media on the social media on facebook i'm just beth Aver, so feel free to add me on uh instagram i'm whiskey at at whiskey underscore beth and on twitter i'm at, at whiskey beth no underscore there you go thank you very much for having me it's always such a pleasure thank you so much great to and have you on good good luck with the babies i can't wait to meet them could you imagine that's possible the babies came when this podcast is released they, they would have already been here like oh that's God. that's so possible we don't know that the future it's, me this is this is past me talking right yeah. now hi future me that has no idea what's going to happen when this podcast is out. So it's exciting. So exciting. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Thanks, Beth. Well, thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye.